0: Hello, this is Margaret Dixon at WTBR FM 89.7 Pittsfield. Once again on Page Turners, reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani. Let's see what those gods are up to this time. We're going to be starting with a story called Kabok the Prophet. When Alhireth Hotep was among the things that were, and still men sought to know, they said unto Kabok, Be thou as wise as was Alhireth Hotep. And Kabok grew wise in his own sight and in the sight of men. And Kabok said, Mung maketh his signs against men, or withholdeth it by the advice of Kabok. And he said unto one, Thou hast sinned against Kabok, therefore will Mung make the sign of Mung against thee. And to another, Thou hast brought Kabok gifts, therefore shall Mung forbear to make against thee the sign of Mung. One night, as Kabok fattened upon the gifts that men had brought him, he heard the tread of Mung treading in the garden of Kabok about his house at night. And because the night was very still, it seemed most evil to Kabak that Mung should be treading in his garden without the advice of Kabak about his house at night. And Kabak, who knew all things, grew afraid, for the treading was very loud and the night still, and he knew not what lay behind the back of Mung, which none had ever seen. But when the morning grew to brightness and there was light upon the world's, And Mung trod no longer in the garden. Kabuk forgot his fears and said, Perhaps it was but a herd of cattle that stampeded in the garden of Kabuk." And Kabuk went about his business, which was that of knowing all things, and telling all things unto men, and making light of Mung. But that night Mung trod again in the garden of Kabuk, about his house at night and stood before the window of the house like a shadow standing erect, so that Kabok knew indeed that it was Mung. And a great fear fell upon the throat of Kabak, so that his speech was hoarse, and he cried out, Thou art Mung! And Mung slightly inclined his head, and went on to tread in the garden of Kabok about his house at night. And Kabok lay and listened with horror at his heart, But when the second morning grew to brightness and there was light upon the worlds, Mung went from treading in the garden of Kabuk, and for a little while Kabuk hoped, but looked with great dread for the coming of the third night. And when the third night was come, and the bat had gone to his home and the wind had sank, the night was very still. And Kabuk lay and listened, to whom the wings of the night flew very slow, but Ere night met the morning upon the highway, between Pagana and the worlds, there came the tread of Mung in the garden of Kabuk towards Kabuk's door, and Kabuk fled out of his house as flees a hunted beast and flung himself before Mung, and Mung made the sign of Mung, pointing towards the end, and the fears of Kabuk had rest from troubling Kabuk any more, for they and he were among accomplished things. When will people learn their lesson to not mess with the God of Death? It doesn't seem that hard to learn that, but, hmm, I guess people are dumb no matter what. But, oh well, let's see if anybody's learned their lesson about messing with Mung. But first, a word from our sponsor. Sponsor. 89.7 89.7 WTBRFM Pittsfield It's a whole new way of life Well, let's hear it Still paying for that monthly gym membership? <sighs> How about that streaming service you never watch? Why not support WTBRFM instead? For just $8.97 a month you could show your support for our community radio station today Go to WTBRFM.com and click Donate. It's as easy as that. We need to support this station to keep it on the air. And every little bit helps. WTBRFM, for the love of radio. Hello, this is Margaret Dixon. For those just tuning in, this is Page Turners. And we are reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Ansani. Of the calamity that befell Yun Ilara by the sea and of the building of the tower of the ending of days. When Kabuk and his fears had rest, the people sought a prophet who should have no fear of Mung, whose hand was against the prophets. And at last they found Yun Ilara, who tended sheep and had no fear of Mung, and the people brought him to the town that he might be their prophet. And yun Ilara builded a tower towards the sea that looked upon the setting of the sun. And he called it the Tower of the Ending of Days. And about the ending of the day would yun Ilara go up to his tower's top and look towards the setting of the sun to cry his curses against Mung, crying, O Mung, whose hand is against the sun, whom men abhor but worship because they fear thee, "'Here stands and speaks a man who fears thee not. "'Assassin lord of murder and dark things, "'abhorrent, merciless, "'make thou the sign of Mung against me when thou wilt, "'but until silence settles upon my lips, "'because of the sign of Mung I will curse Mung to his face.' "'And the people in the street below would gaze up with wonder "'towards Yun Ilara, who had no fear of Mung, "'and brought him gifts.' Only in their homes after the falling of the night would they pray again with reverence to Mung. But Mung said, "'Shall a man curse a god?' And still Mung came not nigh to Yun Ilara as he cried his curses against Mung from his tower towards the sea. And Sish throughout the worlds hurled time away and slew the hours that had served him well— and called up more out of the timeless waste that lieth beyond the worlds, and drave them forth to assail all things. And Sish cast a whiteness over the hairs of yun Ilara, and ivy about his tower, and weariness over his limbs, for Mung passed by him still. And when Sish became a god less durable to yun Ilara than ever, Mung hath been he ceased at last to cry from his tower's top, his curses against Mung whenever the sun went down, till there came the day when weariness of the gift of Kib fell heavily upon Unilara. Then from the tower of the ending of days did Unilara cry out thus to Mung, crying, O Mung, O loveliest of the gods, O Mung, most dearly to be desired, thy gift of death is the heritage of man, with ease and rest and silence and returning to the earth, Kib giveth but toil and trouble and sish, he sendeth regrets with each of his hours, wherewith he assails the world, Yoharnath Lahai cometh nigh no more, I can no longer be glad with limpeng tongue, when the other gods forsake him a man hath only Mung. But Mung said, "'Shall a man curse a god?' And every day and all night long did Yun Ilara cry aloud, "'Ah, now for the hour of the mourning of many, "'and the pleasant garlands of flowers and the tears "'and the moist, dark earth! "'Ah, for repose down underneath the grass "'where the firm feet of the trees grip hold upon the worlds, "'where never shall come the wind that now blows through my bones!' "'and the rain shall come warm and trickling, not driven by storm. "'Where is the easeful falling asunder of bone from bone in the dark?' "'Thus prayed Yun' Ilara, who had cursed in his folly in youth, well never heeded Mung. "'Still from a heap of bones that are Yun' Ilara still, "'lying about the ruined base of the tower that once he builded, "'goes up a shrill voice with the wind crying out for the mercy of Mung.' if any such there be. Well, I suppose that answers our question as to whether anyone else will mess with the god of death. The answer is yes, people don't learn. Well then, let's see what else is in Pagana. For those just tuning in, this is Margaret Dixon reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani. OF THE GOD OF GOING AND THE THOUSAND HOME GODS. RUNE SAID, THERE BE GODS OF MOVING AND GODS OF STANDING STILL, BUT I AM THE GOD OF GOING. IT IS BECAUSE OF RUNE THAT THE WORLDS ARE NEVER STILL, FOR THE MOONS AND THE WORLDS AND THE COMET ARE STIRRED BY THE SPIRIT OF RUNE, WHICH SAITH, GO, GO, GO. RUNE MET THE WORLDS ALL THE MORNING OF THINGS, Before there was light upon Pagana, and Rune danced before them in the void, since when they are never still, Rune sendeth all streams to the sea, and all the rivers to the soul of Slid. Rune maketh the sign of Rune before the waters, and lo, they have left the hills, and Rune hath spoken in the ear of the north wind, that he may be still no more." THE FOOTFALL OF RUNE HATH BEEN HEARD AT EVENING OUTSIDE THE HOUSES OF MEN, AND THENCEFORTH COMFORT AND ABIDING KNOW THEM NO MORE. BEFORE THEM STRETCHETH TRAVEL OVER ALL THE LANDS, long MILES AND NEVER RESTING BETWEEN THEIR HOMES AND THEIR GRAVES, AND ALL AT THE BIDDING OF RUNE. THE MOUNTAINS HAVE SET NO LIMIT AGAINST RUNE, NOR ALL THE SEAS A BOUNDARY. WHITHER RUNE HATH DESIRED THERE MUST RUNE'S PEOPLE GO. "'and the worlds and their streams and the winds. "'I heard the whisper of Rune at evening, saying, "'There are islands of spices to the south, "'and the voice of Rune saying, "'Go!' "'And Rune said, "'There are a thousand home gods, "'the little gods that sit before the hearth "'and mind the fire. "'There is one Rune. "'Rune saith in a whisper, "'in a whisper when none heareth, "'when the sun is low.' What doeth Mana Yud Sushai? Rune is no god that thou mayest worship by thy hearth, nor will he be benignant to thy home. Offer to Rune thy toiling and thy speed, whose incense is the smoke of the campfire to the south, whose song is the sound of going, whose temples stand beyond the farthest hills in his land behind the east. Yaranareth. "'Yarinareth, Yarinareth, which signifeth beyond. "'These words be carved in letters of gold "'upon the arch of the great portal of the temple of Rune "'that men have builded looking towards the east upon the sea, "'where Rune is carved as a giant trumpeter "'with his trumpet pointing towards the east beyond the seas. "'Whoso heareth his voice, the voice of Rune at evening,' He at once forsaketh the home gods that sit beside the hearth. These be the gods of the hearth, Pitsu, who stroketh the cat, Hobith who calms the dog, and Habania, the lord of glowing embers, and little Zimbibu, the lord of dust, and old Gribown, who sits in the heart of the fire to turn the wood to ash. All these be home gods, and live not in Pagana, and be lesser than rune. There is also Kilulugung, the lord of a rising smoke, who taketh the smoke from the hearth and sendeth it to the sky, who is pleased if it reacheth Pagana, so that the gods of Pagana, speaking to the gods, say, There is Kilulugung doing the work on earth of Kilulugung. All these are gods so small that they be lesser than men, but pleasant gods to have beside the hearth, and often men have prayed to Kilulugun, saying, Thou whose smoke ascendeth to Pagana, send it up with our prayers that the gods may hear. And Kilulugung, who is pleased that men should pray, stretches himself up all gray and lean, with his arms above his head, and sendeth his servant, the smoke, to seek Pagana, that the gods of Pagana may know that the people pray. And Jabim is the lord of broken things, who sitteth beside the house to lament the things that are cast away. And there he sitteth lamenting the broken things until the worlds be ended, or until someone cometh to mend the broken things. Or sometimes he sitteth by the river's edge to lament the forgotten things that drift upon it. A kindly God is Jabim, whose heart is sore if anything be lost. There is also Tribugi, the Lord of Dusk, whose children are the shadows, who sitteth in a corner far off from Habaniah and speaketh to none. But after Habaniah hath gone to sleep, an old Gribown hath blinked a hundred times until he forgetteth which be wood or ash, then doth Tribugi send his children to run about the room and dance upon the walls, but never disturb the silence." But when there is light again upon the world, and dawn comes dancing down the highway from Pagana, then does Tribugi retire into his corner, with his children all around him, as though they had never danced about the room. And the slaves of Habania and Old Gribaun come and awake them from their sleep upon the hearth, and Pitsu strokes the cat, and Hobith calms the dog, and Kilulugun stretches aloft his arms towards Pagana, And Tribugi is very still, and his children asleep. And when it is dark, all in the hour of Tribugi, Hish creepeth from the forest, the lord of silence, Whose children are the bats that have broken the command of their father, But in a voice that is ever so low. Hish husheth the mouse, and all the whispers in the night. He maketh all noises still. Only the cricket rebelleth but Hish hath set against him such a spell that after he hath cried a thousand times, his voice may be heard no more, but becometh part of the silence. And when he hath slain all sounds, Hish boweth low to the ground, and then cometh into the house with never a sound of feet, the god Yoharneth Lahai. But away in the forest whence Hish hath come, Wohun, the Lord of Noises in the Night awaketh in his lair, and creepeth round the forest to see whether it be true that Hish hath gone. Then in some glade Wohoon lifts up his voice and cries aloud, that all the night may hear that it is he, Wohoon, who is abroad in all the forest. And the wolf, and the fox, and the owl, and the great beasts and the small lift up their voices to acclaim Wohoon. And there arise the sounds of voices and the stirring of leaves. For those just tuning in, this is Margaret Dixon reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Donsani. Of how the gods whelmed Sidith. There was dole in the valley of Sidith. For three years there had been pestilence, and in the last of the three a famine Moreover, there was imminence of war. Throughout all Siddith men died night and day, and night and day within the temple of all the gods save one, for none may pray to Mana sushai Did the priests of the god pray hard? For they said, For a long while a man may hear the droning of little insects, and yet not be aware that he hath heard them, "'so may the gods not hear our prayers at first "'until they have been very oft repeated. "'But when your praying has troubled the silenced lawn, "'it may be that some god, as he strolls in Pagana's glades, "'may come on one of our lost prayers "'that flutters like a butterfly tossed in storm "'when all its wings are broken. "'Then, if the gods be merciful, "'they may ease our fears in Sidith, "'or else they may crush us, being petulant gods, "'and so we shall see trouble in Sidith no longer.' with its pestilence and dearth and fears of war. But in the fourth year of the pestilence, and in the second year of the famine, and while still there was imminence of war, came all the people of Sidith to the door of the temple of all the gods save one, where none may enter but the priests, but only leave gifts and go. And there the people cried out, O high prophet of all the gods save one, priest of Kib, priest of Sish, And priest of Mung, teller of the mysteries of Dorazand, Receiver of the gifts of the people, and lord of prayer, What doest thou within the temple of all the gods save one? And Arbarin Hadith, who was the high prophet, answered, I pray for all the people. But the people answered, O high prophet of all the gods save one, Priest of Kib, priest of Sish, and priest of Mung, Teller of the mysteries of Dorazand, Receiver of the gifts of the people, and lord of prayer, for four long years hast thou prayed with the priests of all thine order, while we brought gifts and died. Now, therefore, since they have not heard thee in four grim years, thou must go and carry to their faces the prayer of the people of Sidith when they go to drive the thunder to his pasture upon the mountain Hound, or else there shall no longer be gifts upon thy temple door whenever falls the dew that thou and thine order may fatten. Then thou shalt say before their faces, O all the gods save one, lords of the worlds, whose child is the eclipse, take back thy pestilence from Sidith, for ye have played the game of the gods too long with the people of Sidith, who would fain have done with the gods. Then in great fear answered the high prophet, saying, What if the gods be angry and whelmed, Sidith? And the people answered, "'then are we sooner done with pestilence and famine "'and the imminence of war.' "'That night the thunder howled upon Houn, "'which stood a peak above all others in the land of Sidith. "'And the people took Arbrin Hadith from his temple "'and drave him to Houn, for they said, "'There walk tonight upon the mountain all the gods save one.' "'And Arbrin Hadith went trembling to the gods.' Next morning, white and frightened from Agrinhoun, came Arbrim Hadith back into the valley, and there spake to the people, saying, The faces of the gods are iron and their mouths set hard. There is no hope from the gods. Then said the people, Thou shalt go to Manayud Sushai, to whom no man may pray, seek him upon Agrin where it lifts clear into the stillness before morning, and on its summit, where all things seem to rest, surely there rests also Manayud sushai Go to him and say, Thou hast made evil gods, and thy smite sitteth. Perchance he hath forgotten all his gods, or hath not heard of Siddh. Thou hast escaped the thunder of the gods, surely thou shalt also escape the stillness of Manayud sushai Upon a morning when the sky and the lakes were clear and the world still, and Agronhoun was stiller than the world, ar Hadith crept in fear towards the slopes of Agronhoun because the people were urgent. All that day men saw him climbing. At night he rested near the top. But ere the morning of the day that followed, such as rose early saw him in the silence, a speck against the blue stretch up his arms upon the summit of Manayud-Sushai. Then instantly they saw him not, nor was he ever seen of men again who had dared to trouble the stillness of Manayud-Sushai. Such as now speak of Sidith, tell of a fierce and potent tribe that smote away a people in a valley and feeble by pestilence where stood a temple to all the gods save one, in which there was no high priest. And I think we're going to be stopping there for now, and I will see you next time. It has been a delight reading to you, and I hope you've had fun listening to The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani. This is Margaret Dixon on Page Turners, and I will see you next time.